I'm Ange. I walk the shamanic path and I have the best fucking job in the world. Every day I get to tell you I love you. Don't fucking text them. And I get to help people with their relationships um, using ancient wisdom from my extensive studies in shamanism. So I am along this path. I've been lucky enough to find a lot of spiritual friends and I have some not spiritual friends, but they're all funny and they're all beautiful. And in this podcast, we're going to talk about relationships and the things that that we deal with in them. We're going to dissect the twin flame trend and just talk about soul ties and healing in general. So I love you. And of course, like I said before, don't fucking text them. Work on your own shit. You, you are the problem. I'm sorry. You're also the solution. I love you. This week's guest is one of my favorite clients. I know I say that about everybody, but I really do mean this. Um, pre, I don't know. I've done one-on-ones for her, and I just love her story and I love her energy. She's always on my lives. She's always working in the background. She's one of you that's always working in the background during my daytime lives. Um, and she doesn't say a lot on live, but. She's a remarkable person and the amount of time that she commits to looking at her own shit um, and the amount of time she texts me saying like, okay, I'm not trying to stroke your ego, but everything you said just happened and then we giggle about it and I'm like, I don't even remember saying that. That's wild. She's just a joy Um, and she talks a little bit about her twin flame journey that also includes um, having a polyamorous heart as she puts it and it's just a beautiful, it's just a beautiful hour of us talking. Okay. I don't even know what name am I supposed to call you because I call you your TikTok handle both of the times. Bree. Okay, just Bree. Because sometimes in your readings on TikTok, I'll call you Brit or I call you, I never know what I'm saying. To be honest, it doesn't matter. I answer to them all. My grandmother calls me Whitney, so I don't even know where we get that from. <laughs> but that's not your name but it's no, right no. it just calls you what name my family's like yeah. that too they just call people random things right. all the time but i'm like if you're looking at me i pretty much know you're talking to me i know i'm so excited <laughs> to talk to you on this one i wanted to do this one with you because well first of all i know you from being a tiktok client and stuff but like um well and we've done one-on-ones but your story is so interesting and i think i think it's interesting i wanted to talk a little bit about like the relationship dynamics and some of them that you're dealing with because I don't I've noticed in the comments a couple times you or other people who like are doing more of a a lot of people are doing like a poly thing today and I think some people I just think there's a lot of misunderstanding around it don't you think like that's not that's not we don't need to talk about that the whole hour but that was one of the main reasons you know definitely it is yeah like what is what how does that come up for you in life or how I guess how did that even start for you you know, when I was, I'm going to say, I probably um, had a polyamorous mindset since I was early 20s, but I just yeah. didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, we talk a lot about, um, you know, kind of what well, what I call spirit kind of fishes you to do. And anything that's kind of outside of the norm or tradition you know, you tend to automatically, vehemently reject, right? Yeah. So that's what happened, probably, like I said, early 20s. Um, I just happened to fall into a polyamorous relationship, and it didn't feel wrong, and it worked, if that makes sense. So yeah. um, it was, I don't know, junior year of college, and um, I was dating a female that was married to a gentleman mm-hmm. and we just all clicked and it just was organic and we just kind of formed our own little triad um so it was just like one big happy family so yeah that's just kind of how it started for me um but again you know like I said I, then I didn't know what it was it just yeah I think sometimes people overthink stuff, right, too. It's funny. I remember specifically, I don't usually remember readings, but I remember doing one for you the other day where we're talking about someone kind of throwing around the idea of like a throuple. And in that reading, I, so I learned the most about 
people different types of like ways of living life by like reading your energy not yours but everyone sometimes yeah. and then that one it was like no in that instance i remember saying like the reason to be within in that in one would be like you just said where you meet two people and all three of you click together and it's just easy versus like somebody somebody wanting you and the other person and being like well maybe this will work and it's i think that's why poly has always been so scary for me because it's always that dynamic of i never want to be the one that gets left i'm always measuring i always want to be everyone's first choice okay i mean and that's fair and you know i think that's fair because you realize that um, well i'd say that's my wound i wouldn't say it's fair i'd say if the most healed version of me could handle that you know what i mean like I don't you like, but it's the measuring that gets a lot of people stuck on that where it's hard, I think, right? Definitely. Um, it's, you know, the same thing for people who have been in polyamory for a while. And, you know, you definitely have to do a lot of introspection um, because, you know, yeah. typically when we get jealous is because we feel that we are not getting something. We're lacking something, you know, we're jealous yeah. of something or someone. Um, and, you know, polyamorous relationship dynamics definitely make you look at yourself and say you know other than just your partner not you know meeting your needs you know I get that but yeah um when you're just you know when you feel jealousy about something it really does make you look at yourself and say okay what what is my perception of what I'm lacking um yeah and that's definitely been an area <laughs> of healing for me so yeah definitely but you're, you're that's fair for you to feel that way but I think I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you feel like no. be, you know that person's <laughs> only romantic interest, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. However, yeah. one thing I do look at um, that you know polyamory has definitely helped me with is how do I look at my other person's friends and family? Because you know we a lot of a lot of the time we have a a thing where I need to be first. Yes. You know, if, if you're romantically involved with me, I need to be first, right? So, but it's like, okay, so if you're if your person's mom calls and says, you know, hey, I need so and so, and you're like, oh, we plan to go to the movies. Are you gonna be upset because they chose, you know, their mother or right. hanging out with their friends or whatever the case may be? So I look at it the same way. The old me, yes, I would have been upset. No, <laughs> but, no I am no, not yeah. anymore. I think fr from a healed place, no. Yeah, I think that's the thing too. You need to have really good communication about everything too because I think there, there. it's so funny. I've It's come up. Like I always say, you know, when they say destiny is like choosing what your soul needs, but fate is just letting it happen. I've kind of always been more of a fate person. And there's been plenty of times where polyamory has come up in my purview. Like, um, and even the person that like, that I formerly known as my twin flame or whatever we're saying, the Gemini moon guy, like, I know that he, that was the one thing he said, um, you know, a year ago is like, I have cheated on everyone I've always been with. And um, I'm not going to do that too. I'm not going to lie to you and I know that you know monogamy is important for you I don't know if that's the barrier anymore but I'm saying at one point in time it was so I had to like search my soul like is this something I'd be willing to to be with the person I love and know that they love me is this something I'd be willing to like kind of allow and how would that sit with my soul how would the most healed version of me handle that and I still don't have the answer like honestly you know, I think, and this is just my opinion, but polyamory, not ethical non-monogamy, because yeah. you can have, you know, I mean, that's the complete umbrella. You can know that your person might be physically intimate with someone else, you know, that falls under that umbrella <gasps> Yeah, monogamy, right? But I feel like if you, you know, really have a polyamory, polyamorous heart, meaning you can make and sustain multiple romantic, you know, loving relationships. I think there's room there to look at, are you just afraid of the idea of commitment? And is that <laughs> why you feel that you've cheated or there's other, you know, wounds yeah. that you have to deal with because we still are committed to, you know, our partners. Um, you know, I'm just as committed to my wife as I would be to anyone that I can't legally have that title with, you know, and if that's yep. something that we're doing, then that's what we're doing and we're committing there. So um, yeah, if commitment is the issue, it's not going to work in polyamory either. It's just going to be yeah. a bigger mess. 
I love that. And I thank you for the distinction because I think I was grouping it all. You're right. Ethical non-monogamy and then polyamory are two different things. I think it's like, the, but to I think, I think there's a lot of people out there though that use either one of those labels in their marriage just because they know they have a partner that is going to cheat because their own insecurities. You're not doing that, but I'm saying like, I think there's plenty. You must encounter that too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely. Definitely. <laughs> It's, it's typically the ones who, you know, I mean, you know, everyone has their availability and that's fine, but it's typically the yeah. people who are like, well, I'm only going to call you on Wednesdays at seven mm. and, you know, maybe we can hook up on Wednesdays <laughs> at seven. And it's like, okay, I understand how to schedule, but that feels a little bit creepy to me. And especially yeah. if it's a parallel dynamic, parallel meaning, you know, your partners don't know each other. Yeah. That just, I don't know, that rubs me the wrong way because that feels like cheating. It doesn't feel like Not this really. is what you and your partner or, you know, this is what you um, are doing ethically or, you're, you know, you're agreed upon relationship dynamics. So, yeah, I definitely want to do that. Yeah, there was another guy that I met that clearly, like, you know, I've been calling in soul ties for these two years since I have been dating since my divorce. And there was another guy I met. So, you know, the app, The Pattern, they have a dating part of it and they literally because the pattern uses like astrology and numerology so they'll tell you if you plug someone's info like if they're supposedly if they'll tell you if they're just like with the spiritual matches and they'll tell you if it's a soulmate so i matched with this guy who was a soulmate supposedly and he lived in pittsburgh but he was married and he was in a he he was in a poly i guess it was polyamory mary marriage but he had some weird and I, so i was just kind of like well i like journeyed on it as i do with the shamanic traditions and yeah like i'd had a ton of lives with this guy but for me polyamory was always my line in the sand so that was my spot to like that's the time i took to really think about it ultimately i was like i can't do this because his wife to me this is what was weird his wife needed to know everything about me and us and then there, she even needed like a lot of details of anything sexual that we would be doing and it almost was to the point that it was like i felt uncomfortable yeah i felt like a weird person in their marriage yeah and you know some people do have relationships that are set up like that and i'm just going to be honest that ooh, did you go away no i'm oh, here oh there you go <laughs> um that doesn't work for me because no. i don't feel like it is I don't feel like I have a relationship with this person. I feel like an accessory. Yes. Which is fine. If you want to be an accessory, <laughs> that's completely fine. But, you know, you don't feel like this is a, a relationship with this person. Um, you know, in every dynamic, you have your agreements, right? And the things that you're comfortable with in your relationship boundaries. Um, but anything outside of what your agreed upon boundaries are. And it's important to, I think what happens is when someone comes into a pre-existing relationship, they're looked upon as almost, you know, the other person. Yeah. This person is, you know, coming into this and not these two people are making a connection. Um, <laughs> what's funny is that's, kind of the issue with the person that I uh, typically talk to you about yes um is that you know he is very new to polyamory okay. and I think the the issue is he dates his other primary partners are monogamish meaning <laughs> I really want all your time and attention and if you if I I feel that if I just you know, show up for you 100% or way more than what you need. You won't need to go outside of our relationship. Yes. And you can't <laughs> think of it as outside your relationship because this is not happening outside your relationship. This is a separate relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's, I think that's, you know, a lot of the issue um, because he really does have a polyamorous heart. Yeah but he's dating people who are monogamish. And so it's not working because, you know, it's sad to say that some people are okay knowing that you're going to have a physical connection with someone every now and again, right? Yeah, yeah. But when there's an emotional connection, that's where the problems yeah. come in with the jealousy and, you know, um, just, you know, any amount of the issues. Yeah. 
and you know it's it's difficult and, and not just meaning to always go back to him but it's difficult because there's so many times over this past year I was like I could, I mean, you know, move on. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are we sitting here stuck here, right? But you feel this connection with this person and you know that you have, you know, a deeper connection with this person, even if it's meant because, oh my goodness, Ange. Yeah. The one thing, I know, I'm sorry, I don't mean to jump around. No, go for it. The one thing that I'm so grateful for in my connection with him Mm -hmm. is because, you know, I spent all last year praying like, okay, I want to get over, um, a lot of my wounds and my abandonment issues. And, you know, and then my mind, this is going to be cream. I'm going to go to therapy and (laughs) it's just going to just work out with butterflies and glitter. Uh, Then it's it's someone who, this is just crazy to me, which first of all, I want to say that I appreciate you because it's hard for me to even talk to my traditional therapist about these things because, She's not, um, she doesn't necessarily, and I don't, when I say understand, she doesn't understand the, the spiritual part of it. Yeah. So as to why, you know, there's so many different parts that, you know, play into this connection. Um, when I'm like, yeah, you know, that, that's what I set out to do. 2023, I'm going to wake up on January 1st, 2023, fully whole and fully healed. <laughs> I'm going to stand in my power and be Wonder Woman. Yay. And I'm thinking that it's going to look so differently. Yeah. Then enters this person. And when I say they went deep and scratched all of the wounds, I thought I healed. Yeah. Like to the point where you know, I have an abandonment wound kind of, and when I said caused by my father, you know, he passed away. So it's not like he just left, but you know, that doesn't look, it doesn't look that way. Right. And especially to a child, they don't see it that way. He's just gone. Yeah. Right. Um, and so that, you know, that definitely still lingers, you know, I'm 36. My father passed away when I was one and it's, still is there right and so it took this person who you know regardless of whatever happens previously to this incarnation um who said yeah I'm gonna come we're gonna have the same last name I'm gonna have the same last name as your father I'm going to look like your father um, I'm gonna have a very similar job to your father um we're gonna fall in love even in a polyamorous dynamic mm-hmm. um I'm gonna know you before you tell me anything about you I'm just gonna know you and basically step in to trigger my abandonment issues that I have from my father by repeatedly abandoning me yes and not even you know, I, I want to say it, it, it doesn't feel malicious because I understand why it had to happen because I called it in, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, repeatedly and repeatedly making me look at my self-worth and being like, oh, well, this person is choosing someone else because I'm not worthy, you know? Right. And I didn't feel like that way with anyone else. So it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing this healing work if he wasn't here. Right. So yeah. it's a gift. It's a gift in that way. Like I felt yeah. it's so funny just listening to you say that, like stories can be different. The details can be different, but the energy behind them are so mm-hmm. similar. Cause I, my, I feel very similarly about the, that person for me. And, you know, after my divorce, I knew I was going to meet a strong soul tie right away. And then I did. And then same, like, I, and then even when him and I stopped interacting and I would date other people, abandonment, 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 <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. until you get to the point that you're like, it doesn't bother you anymore because mm-hmm. you heal enough and you actually like yourself for the first time. Right. Mm-hmm. But just this morning I had this huge realization because it's so, it's so funny that you're saying he was so much like your father because there's this other man that I've talked to and dated, you know, whatever, on and off for a year and a half, a different soul tie, um, that kind of always same thing. I realized this morning, like I am picking people who wound me in the same way that my parents did. Mm. It just, and, and I could be passing on them quickly, but I, I get that I'm drawn. When people say things are also a trauma bond, like, yeah, that is another way for it. They can be a soul tie, but like, I'm noticing now my pattern in this of like, it's, they can help to heal you. But mm-hmm. I feel like today I got to a point, now, you know me, I'm always flip-flopping all over the place, my air sign self, mm-hmm. but okay. I feel like I got to a point where I'm just like, 
I'm done with these people that make that make me feel wounded in the same way that my parents because my parents also are wonderful people they are both in my life. They're just mm -hmm. not they're not the type that's going to spend a lot of time in me with me in person. Mm -hmm. No, I get that. Um, and then I choose partners like that too. So for me, it's the in time, it's per time spent in person. It's not everything else. So it's like, I, I can't, I've had boyfriends that wanted to do life with me in a very normal way and do stuff with me all the time. And then like, but the thing is they drive me nuts too. So like, I'm taking some time now to figure that out. But I think, I think I'm it's like, we, we look for those wounds when we need them to help heal until we realize, oh, I don't need to ask for this anymore. Mm -hmm. Yep. Does that make sense? Definitely. Um, that's why I think, you know, too, when I came across your page on TikTok, it was my sign for me, for spirit, for my intuition, whatever word you want to use. Um, <laughs> oddly enough, it's heartburn. When I know something I'm supposed to pay attention to or go toward, I get heartburn. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I come, you know, you're on my for you page. And when I say, and I know how this is gonna sound, but I promise this is a hundred percent um honest and it's positive. <laughs> um I'm scrolling, you know, it's probably three o'clock in the morning, and um I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know he and I were going, what I'm saying back and forth is, you know, how, whatever this is, you mirror each other's energy, yeah. right? So yeah. I'm like, well, if he's going to leave me on red for two days, I'm going to do the same thing, but make it three, right? <laughs> so it's like- Sound <laughs> reasoning. Right. <laughs> so it's like the fourth day and we both have our red receipts on. So we know, you know, we're seeing each other's messages. So it's like the fourth day. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to give in. Cause I had resolved to just basically making him double text me. This sounds so stupid when I say it out loud, but yeah. it made yeah. sense to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, fine. I'm just going to text him. And then you come up on my page, like don't fucking text him. <laughs> like, Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Oh my god. I'm like, wait, I don't feel safe. <laughs> and I get that uh, heartburn and I was like, okay, so let me stop and listen because I know what that sign means. And it was whatever that you know video was, and it was, you know, basically about that, you know, yeah. um mirroring each other, and then you're kind of, you know, perpetuating this cycle that's continuing because of that. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't text him. <laughs> um. <laughs> I love hearing somebody this morning, I was talking to someone this morning, they're like, you know, you're the one that told me that this person's my twin flame. And I'm like, I what? I would never do that. Sometimes I am so in a luminous state of awareness when I'm doing yeah. anything that I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, Brie. And I am, in, when I hear you guys say it back to me, I'm like, I sound insane. Why is anyone listening to me? But what's crazy is that it it's what was needed at that time. Yeah. Because by me not, and however it sounds, by me not reaching out, it was about a week later and he literally yeah. came back and said, okay, you know, like, Hey, I miss you. And, you know, I want to apologize for X, Y, Z. And I feel like if I had a text him that night, he would have just been like, okay, this is acceptable. Yeah. So fine. Um, and it's so weird. Like, you know, the, during the time that, um, you know, I've followed you and we've had, um, interactions and like the things that, you know, you go through and I'm just like, this is so my journey right now. This is exactly everything that I'm like going yeah. through. And even when you talk about, you know, the wounds from your parents, yeah, same thing, you know, with my father, you know, passing away and my mom, you know, she's a business owner. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she, she made sure that I was taken care of financially, Mm -hmm. but no, I got no time with her. Yeah. The same thing is happening. The same thing happens in my marriage. Yeah. You know, my wife is like, well, no, I'm just going to work 85 hours a day because I want to make sure it's taken care of. Um, and when I said, oh, well, you know, let's just have a, a TV time or something. And she's like, um, did uh, when you went to the store, did your car decline or, and, and this sounds so toxic. <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. You know, in a playful way. Or she's like, you get yeah. your lashes and your nails, but don't you? I'm like, wait, yeah. I don't want you. Yeah. He does the same thing. 
literally like if I'm like okay so it really did make me say okay I need to look at myself and see why I keep calling this in yeah. and even if it's with the same people I know we can change um the energy of how they're showing up you know because and you know sometimes yeah it does mean that that person is no longer meant to be you know in yeah. your life and that's fine but um because you know you get comfortable in those wounds and you get comfortable in that yeah. feeling and you know I can be honest I was definitely I'm going to use the word addiction you know yeah. because I was addicted to that feeling of yearning for something um being yes. abandoned yeah yep. Oh, yeah. I, I've played a really pretty victim my whole life. <laughs> like yeah. I literally, yeah. and I didn't notice. And like, you know, it's funny because my brother's two and a half younger and he just has a very different experience of everything. Mm-hmm. He's way more chill than me. And mm-hmm. he'll always be like, nothing bad happened to us. Like mm-hmm. nothing. What are you like? What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. But for me, I think I learned it's because of past life wounds, like because of our past life stuff, we experience everything in this life differently. Mm-hmm. So it's like the more we can heal on those areas, which is hard work, as you know, mm-hmm. we just can shit still happens and bad things happen in your life, but you can walk with it differently and hold space for people mm-hmm. differently. Oh, seriously, definitely. That's when we did a, um, a past life reading and, you know, um, so my clear audience is what I've, I guess when I say worked on more is because ever since I remember being younger, that's what I was comfortable with. Yeah. Um, and so I can remember, you know, having premonitions and things, but I would literally hear it. Like someone was telling me, no, don't go over here or tell this person X, Y, Z. And, you know, when you're younger, you don't really judge that. And so I would just do it and, you know, the things would happen. And so now that I know what it is, um, I remember when I first met him and, um, you know, we had gone on a date and, (laughs) Um, I kept hearing water and I'm like, what, what is like, what I'm like, what (laughs) I'm trying to stay present in this date, but also, you know, I mean, imagine if you're by a loud babbling brook, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't just stay there. So I just, I had to excuse myself and say, okay, what are you trying to tell me? Like, what are we doing here? Yes. And so, um, number one, he's a water sign. Okay. Like three placements. Yeah second what thing that just kept coming up was this boat and a tragedy with the boat Mm. and I couldn't piece it together and I just kind of was like okay whatever you know we'll just let it go so when I got the um past life reading with you and you were talking about and I know you probably don't remember I love that you don't remember like you don't want attention right now but he's like (laughs) I'm ignoring her she can she just says this Oh, she wants to be on the podcast. Sorry, life. No, it's not her time. Like... I know. Um, and you were talking about like this place that we live kind of remotely together. Okay. And you brought up like by water. And so I had to go in a little bit more and I'm like, okay, you're helping me with these details. And so obviously we were married before and water took him oh yeah that makes sense and you know again I'm not knowing what this is when we when we're first meeting I'm like why is this you know coming up um and so you know it kind of makes sense as to why we 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 are replaying this and then my own father you know comes in and you know it's taken um yeah and we just continue to replay this and you know that was one of the things that I was just like okay there's something to be learned here versus just feeling sad because then immediately, you know, you just get that rush of very heavy energy. Yes. And it's like, you feel it all over again. Then one day he came over, we were just hanging out and now he's agnostic mainly because mm-hmm. he, he needs, I think he does need just some type of, um, guidance when it comes to it you know yeah he grew up in a very religious household and so um you know people shut a lot of people shut it off they shut off their connection to spirit because definitely too judgmental when they grew up with organized religion but yeah 
so yeah, then one day he's just like, we're just sitting there and we're, you know, talking and um, he just says, I'm sorry, this is like, no, all right, let me get it together. You're Mind good. You, I don't talk to him about twin flame things. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, I just let it happen as it's happening, right? Um, so he's half, like half sleep in a little twilight. And then he says, I know you're afraid to kiss me because you think I'm going to leave you. You think that I'm going to leave you again. And I'm like, I said, what made you say again? And he was yeah. like, I know that's why you're afraid because you think that I'm going to leave you again. You're afraid yeah. to kiss me because you think that I'm going to leave you again. And now mind you, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I definitely shield my feelings. And, and it's so crazy because it's like, yeah, how are you involved in a polyamorous, let alone a monogamous relationship <laughs> where you are guarding your heart? So, yeah, because you know, that's what anxiety does. It makes yeah. you say, if I know the outcome to everything, I can be ready and protect myself, right? Yes. So he brings that up and I'm just like, I'm sitting there because in my mind, I'm like, yes, that's exactly what's happening. Um, and so, you know, and he even brings up sometimes about, you know, our connection. He was like, I, I just can't believe how quickly this happened and, you know, how we communicate without talking. Mm. As you can pretty much tell, I am very loquacious, right? But when I'm with him, we barely talk. Yeah. And from the outside looking in, it, it looks like, dang, like y'all don't have no like chemistry, like what's <laughs> going on? But we always know yeah. what's going on in, in each other's heads. If we're next to each other or 700 miles away, it always happens. Yeah. And so now that he's beginning to open up and I think accept that a little bit more, he definitely feels when I pull my energy back and yeah. I do that, you know, maybe to protect myself because, you know, I'm pouring into this cup and not even that my cup is being empty, but it's just like, you know, you keep pouring into this cup and this person's cup is already full. Yeah. All these other things that he does use, so I'm going to use your words, use to numb. Yeah. Like work. Yeah. Work is definitely his. And that's what it was before. That's how he passed away in our yeah. life for that makes sense. on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what? So I don't know. This journey has been crazy, but 13 months in, I can definitely say I've realized so much. And, you know, I've reached a point where I don't get anxious about it anymore. Yeah, I don't either. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Sometimes I ask, you know, cause you know, it, it, sometimes it can, it can hurt a little bit to feel like, well, this person isn't thinking about me, even though, and I know he yeah. is. Yeah. Like, I know he is. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm questioning it. Right. Right. But I think one thing too, that is, that's had the biggest impact for me is being in romantic relationships with two people from my soul family at the same time. Yes. Yes. I was not ready for that. Well, and I've been doing that too. Cause like truly, I mean, truly not as much as like a whole, whole ass marriage, but you know, I have like, um, I have fucked heavily with different, not just slept with, but you know, like I've fucked heavily with, uh, with soul ties this whole two years. And I like, I got to a point where now I don't even journey. Like my last boyfriend I was with in July, I could tell it was a soul tie. I get, cause you know, like the synchronicities, like how you feel heartburn. I just see things like I, there's certain astrological placements. There's certain things people say in way they carry themselves. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I know. Um, so I knew he would, I don't even journey anymore. Cause I'm like, this doesn't mean that they're going to be, it doesn't mean that they're going to be in my life long or short, or it just means mm -hmm. I'm supposed to experience it. So I'm just going to shut the fuck up and learn what I need to learn mm -hmm. yeah. and be present. Yeah. But I'm you can love so many at once. And it's, I like, I, honestly, the one guy I've dated for a year and a half versus the person that I called my twin that's been two over two years, you know, I think I, in a way I love them both, you know? Yeah. It's, but when you call in multiple soul ties, it's a lot, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's definitely, it can be 
exciting, draining. Um, you know, it's so many times I wake up and I'm just, you know, I'm just like, listen, I'm not for it today. I don't want any lessons today. I know. <laughs> today can just be boring, right? No, that doesn't happen. But, you know, like I said, when I look back and I say, I prayed for months. Yeah. To get over these wounds, right? Yeah. Or, you know, when I wake up and, you know, I'm like, oh no, I'm good. I'm 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 good. I'm healed. Something comes in that says, you know, okay, let me trigger you a little bit yeah. and see how you handle it. And I have yes. to recognize that because before I'm just saying, oh wait, there's something that I need to change. I'm, you know, I'm bringing yes. this in, but it's literally to see, okay, you've, you've had these lessons up until now. Are you going to, you know, incorporate these behavioral changes, right? Yes. Yes. I, that's been hard for me because I operated on fate forever. So I'm like, I dumb little Libra, like, oh, this ex-boyfriend came back that I haven't talked to since mm-hmm. January. Oh, I'm supposed to be with him. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you dumb, yeah. wide-eyed idiot. Like, yeah. you're supposed to tell him to fuck off because it's your time to say no thank you mm-hmm. now. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's tricky. Like once, But once you learn, you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. That and is it, does, it doesn't mean you're off track either because I used to do that too where I was like oh my god this person with this problem is in front of me that means I solved the problem no everyone's your mirror but sometimes they're mirroring your old stuff that you've mm-hmm. healed yeah um yeah and I, I think I learned that very recently because yeah like you said I'm thinking oh this is something else I need to when I'm saying entertain but you know it's coming back up in front of me so I need to you know jump into it and entertain it more and then sometimes it's no thanks for showing me this but I've moved (laughs) on and so um I know (sighs) yeah that definitely happens and you know especially when it's something that you want or even that you thought you wanted um or something I'm just gonna give an example because I don't even know all this so I am the person who swears off children not even that I don't have a problem with them yeah I love kids but I love other people's kids (laughs) like I'll babysit for the weekend I love (laughs) to go to the cabbage patch doll land and you know we can play yeah I'm gonna give them back never dreamed of being pregnant you know I have sisters and um you know even my wife's girlfriend she wants a child so bad and she you know I can and you know especially being um more of a medical intuitive and empath Mm -hmm. I can always feel kind of what's going on with other people. And yeah. she wants a baby so bad that my womb hurts like mm. aches when she is around. And I I know I don't have to explain that. You understand what I mean. Yeah, I do. Um, I do. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, no, I've never had the desire, you know what I'm saying, for children. Yeah. Um and he <laughs> comes in and you know is bringing this up and he wants children so badly yeah and I'm just like okay you know again especially the type of polyamory that I practice yeah that's not a problem for me you know it's not even a problem if my wife were to have a baby you know we would just be what everybody calls one big hippie family like yeah I would just watch the kid when you're at work or whatever the case um and then it's like, ever since then, I am almost inundated with, this person wants to have a baby with you. And I don't mean on social media. Yeah. I mean, my family, um, just random at work, random people asking me, are you a mom? This is kind of third. <laughs> and, I'm, and you know, when you want to yeah. deny something, you take it as, oh no, there's a, there's the esoteric meaning to yeah, it. Right? Yeah. You know, I'm just fertile. I'm just, you know, I'm the captain of my industry. I'm just <laughs> loving and this is that the third, but it's like sometimes. I you love know, you. I'm sorry. That's so funny. Oh, it is. I love you so much. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's not what it means at all. Not a, not a literal baby. Come on. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, and again, I, you know, not saying that things weigh heavier than others, but just like the the other day when you and I were talking and you were just like, you know, I know you probably don't remember, but when you brought up like the whole marriage thing and I'm sitting here like, no, like that's no, that's definitely not something that we would do. Yeah. 
And then he brings up, you know, wanting to be married and have children. And did he? I do remember that reading. He brought it up after that reading. Yeah, I didn't. I did not expect you for you to remember that. I do because I remember being. I don't know why. I remember weird things when I'm supposed to, but um, I remember being like, I feel like if if he wants to marry you and have kids, and if you were to be like, okay, I'll leave all this polyamory behind, I would just go. Didn't I say that? That's how I yes. remember feeling. Yeah, it's crazy that you could be. Yeah, I know it typically know, like comes through like a you know channel phrase. Yeah, yeah, and that's definitely he. You know, he brings that up, and not because you know he respects my wife. He knows my wife. He loves my wife, yeah. um, and so not in a disrespectful manner, but you know. This is what he said versus what I heard. Yeah. I don't see, I can't prioritize someone that I can't marry Mm. was what was said, right? What I heard (laughs) through all of the wounds, right? Because, you know, you put up that filter, what you hear is, well, you just ain't shit. (laughs) I wouldn't marry you if you were the last person on earth. This is so funny because I I used to do those same things and I don't think that way anyway anymore. But no can do scooter. Danny will text me. She just texted me something very similar to that yesterday. Like, yeah. will you look at this text that I got from this guy? Yes. And she sends it to me. And I thought, oh, that's such a nice text. And she was like, why does he just say he doesn't want to fucking see me? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's not what he said. Yeah. That's how I read it. And then I, I was like, you know what? I... Yeah, there's still some work there because it's like that's li- that's literally not what he said, you know. Oh. It was just it was when you brought that up and like I said it just keeps popping up and I'm sitting here like no, like I'm not having children. So I don't know why all these things keep coming up and yeah. Um, even, you know, not to try to get like too personal, but like even when it comes to you know, let's just say reproductive health. Yes. My doctors that, you know, are basically like, no, you cannot have children. And half of me thought, damn, did I accept that? Because do I not want children because my doctors told me I couldn't? Mm-hmm. or you know it's kind of the other way yeah. around but you know between us chickens <laughs> I love you. like how I was about to whisper to you yeah do it I ha- I don't have and if this is too much for this no no know. there's no there's no such thing you know okay. how I talk I just so. want to make sure how um because and like I said I think I feel you know it, it's it's definitely a bit more comforting here because I know you understand the spiritual yeah uh, part of it um, you know, I have PCOS. I only yeah. have cycles when I go to the doctor and the doctor yeah. makes me, right? Yeah. When we see each other regularly, I have a cycle every time. Uh-huh. That, you know, if it's if it's more than like when we were, you know, really being very consistent and seeing each other once, two, three times a week my cycle was regular, like monthly regular. And I was sitting there like, went to my doctor, like, how is this? What's going on? Mm -hmm. Um, He's like, oh, well, you know, your body can just regulate itself. Yeah. Then once we, you know, took a couple months apart and I didn't have a cycle, I was like, ah, (laughs) okay. Like I see kind of what's going on here, but it's just crazy because, you know, you really think that you are going crazy because you do all these things happen and not even saying that you have to follow that or, you know, lean toward that or, you know, whatever. But, um, it is funny how healing the pain It it is. I have to tell you, okay. So I don't, I don't full on. I have never been told I have PCOS, but I literally, I don't know. I probably do. I don't understand how I don't. So, cause I've never, like, I didn't get my period until later. I think I was like 14 or 15. I was older mm-hmm. and then it's never been regular. So I had to be on birth control forever just to get regular periods. Like since mm-hmm. I was, cause the whole, if you don't get for a year, you're high risk for uterine cancer. Mm-hmm. Right. So they freak out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was on birth control forever cause of that. And in my twenties, they said, um, if you ever want to have a baby, like you're going to have to try really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say in high school and in my early twenties, I always thought my soul's purpose was to be a mother. I did. And then, um, but then I got all that news in my twenties and 
I was I part of me like shut down I was like well fuck it then I will just never because I don't want to have to go through like in vitro or anything invasive mm-hmm. if God wanted me to have a baby I had to have a baby mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so I was never careful and I don't know um but same thing I had a boyfriend in my 20s who looking back was definitely a very strong soul tie and I don't know why we were kind of we were a situationship before it was a thing. Mm-hmm. I was I just I invented it. No, mm-hmm. so, no I but I'm like <laughs> I was the originator. I'm the I was. This is in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, 2005. I invented the situationship. Yeah. On it was not great, but okay. So we were kind of random and on it. We were always fighting. So, but every time when I did see him, when I did like sleep with him, and it, if he not to be too technical but i'm gonna be really clear when he like finished inside i would get a period the next day and i'm like is there something Mm -hmm. in i don't know it was so weird Mm -hmm. that was like specifically that and then Mm -hmm. there are a few times with him that because when i did get my period it would be so heavy that would be uncomfortable but there's a few times with him that looking back were clearly miscarriages i just thought i couldn't get pregnant so i thought there was no way right Mm -hmm. so fast forward to i'm 33 and that's when I was with my ex-husband. Um, I don't know if you've heard this story about how I got pregnant. Did I tell you that? Did I ever tell this on my but so well, you may have, but I didn't hear. I, I was on the pill just to get a pregnant, just to get a period. And same yeah. as you, if I didn't get one, sometimes I would go through a whole pill pack and then I wouldn't get a period and I'd have to call them because he was on me about it, you know, and yeah. then they would give me progesterone so that it would spur the pri- uh, period so that I could get yeah. back on the pill. Okay. So that was like a normal part of life for me. So I went through a pill pack. I didn't. And I was really, if you know how you're supposed to like the one week off in between in those pill packs is when you don't take the pill, right? Well, mm-hmm. sometimes I'd go two or three weeks because I'd be lazy refilling this prescription mm-hmm. and I just, it didn't matter because I couldn't get pregnant. Right. So, so it's like, not going to matter anyway. Yeah. So I get through a pill pack. Um, I was 32 when this happened and I'm at work and I realized I didn't get my period. I realized I was supposed to get my period like a week ago and I was like, well, that's really weird. Um, So I'm like, okay, I'll call my doctor so they can give me a progesterone. Oh, wait, they're going to make me take a pregnancy test first. So I'll just run to Walgreens at lunch and get a pregnancy test. Okay. Yeah. So I run on my lunch break. I go to Walgreens. I get a pregnancy test. And Neurotic Ange is like, well, I can't – I don't want to take it at work because I don't want anyone to see me in the bathroom with a pregnancy test. So okay. – And I'm not going to use the Walgreens bathroom because I don't want them to think I stole it. So I'm going to go across the street to McDonald's and take the pregnancy okay. test so I, <laughs> okay so i go over there i'm in a mcdonald's bathroom i take it thinking it's gonna be a real quick thing so i can call my doctor on the way back and get them to fill the script for the progesterone yeah and i'm pregnant so i was in the mcdonald's bathroom alone on in the middle of work day my my ex-husband who at the time was my live-in boyfriend what? was on a job site somewhere i wasn't gonna be able to reach him before and i just remember i screamed fuck so loud that the lady in the next stall was like are you okay, you okay? Like, yeah, i'm just pregnant but, so i called i got in the car i called my best friend beth and she's my childhood best friend and I never call. So I never call anyone. I never have. I text. So when the phone rings and it's my name, if you're one of my close friends, you answer because you're like, this is weird. So Beth answers and her daughter, <laughs> so her daughter was four at the time and she, or she was three. She was like, um, she answered. She's like, hello. And she, and I was like, I am pregnant. And she's like, oh my God. And so what she told me later is she had had to pick Lola up from school because she had a really severe ear infection. So Lola yeah. was crying and screaming and she was in the minivan. But when, when I said that, she just closed the minivan and walked away from the ear infection kid. I mean, she was like, like, right. I'm sorry. Like the kid will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was so huge. You'll yeah. Be, you'll be fine. Yeah. But so it was like a miracle that I got what? pregnant with him and I was 11 weeks pregnant. Brie. So I'd gotten pregnant before I started that pack in the in-between wow. break. And I idea but fast forward so then i still never got that's why we had trouble we tried to have a second one we couldn't and um but having gone when i went through the directions the shamanic directions a lot of even pcos is it just has to do with a lot of spiritual things it's crystallized Mm -hmm. energy Mm -hmm. it's trauma it's um Mm -hmm. sacral chakra work Mm -hmm. um and so when i went finished the directions last may by the time i did um i had had an iud in but I was getting regular periods on top of the IUD. And and um, so I got the IUD taken out and I have 31 day cycles now and I have since. Wow. Isn't that wild? Wow. Definitely. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I definitely would believe that. That's, and yeah, that could, but it completely makes sense though. Um, Cause especially you know, the things that we go through that, you know, contribute to our traumas and, yes. you know, 
our traumas around, you know, ourselves and who we are as, you know, I'm just speaking for myself as a cis woman, you yeah. know, the, as our, uh, you know, reproduction and, you know, what our, uh, um, what our sacral, uh, you know, chakras, uh, you know, represent. And yeah. when you kind of do, when you do take a minute to go through that and when you're finding something that is helping you to heal that, mm-hmm. it'll definitely, you know, show up in, like you said, regular cycles, getting pregnant, despite all the, <laughs> despite yeah. being on the pills, you know, whatever the case may be. So I definitely understand that. And I think that's yeah. why I feel this way, you know, with this person. This is why. Well, because it's healing. It's helping you. And that that's what I was kind of going with. It's in, when you get a period after aligning with them, I think mm-hmm. it's more about just the energy of you two coming mm-hmm. together, kind of aligning you than it is. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, and that's why I think, you know, sometimes it makes me so mad because I'm like, I just want to walk away. I just want to delete this number and just don't talk to me anymore. And it's so difficult because of all the positive that has come out of it. And, um, yeah. As long yeah. as you're, and as long as you're still getting, I always say like, <coughs> pardon me, as long as you're still getting positive interactions out of that relationship then keep doing it right like i just for me i got to a point where i realized it had been a long time since anything good had come from it so i knew it was done like that's when because honestly truly even if your strongest soul ties like i think everything is karmic so like mm-hmm. everything has a cycle if you're lucky it's sense. it's if you're lucky it's when they die next to you at an old age mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but it's still no, a cycle yeah where are you at on where are you at on the whole twin flame thing still like um like is it a thing or what is it for you you know how I went through my arc again this yeah. week but I can hold space for anything you know to be honest I think that um I'm gonna go in a roundabout way to answer your question I'm gonna make it quick though <laughs> you know labels are really hard for me anyway yeah. because you know no one no situation I work in healthcare even in healthcare Nothing fits nicely, neatly into whatever you label it. You know, there's always caveats. There's always these exceptions, right? Um, And so, you know, you try to use labeling. uh, So, you know, for the sake of communication, so you understand what I'm talking about, but you still have to go back and nine times out of 10, explain, you know, more into the situation. Um, the reason why I think the the twin flames term works for me and this specific person is because of number one, you know, the amount of telepathy that we do yeah. have, and um, and you know, I have that with my wife because, like I said, she's she's definitely, you know, one of my soul ties, um, mm-hmm. but. This is going to sound like a, a corny joke, but I'm just going to go ahead and make it. Do it. It's just that my connection with him is so incendiary. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, twin flame completely makes sense because you get engulfed, right, by everything that's happening. And you want to blame this other person that's coming in your life and you're ruining my life and you're making all this, yeah. you know, you're making all these waves or whatever the case may be. You're not showing up for me how I want you to show up for me. But once you kind of turn that around and feed your own, you know, fire there, then that's where the healing begins. At first, I thought that's where it stops. Yeah, I was. I was very much, I would have died on that hill. No, once I got here, my healing has stopped, right? But I'm noticing now, no, this is where it's beginning for me because I'm seeing things from a different perspective. Um, I know what is triggering for me and I know how I need to respond to situations in order to maintain my peace. I love that. Yeah, I'll leave it to you. It's, I mean, it's beautiful. That is beautiful. I, I think the twin flame journey is real. I just said this this morning to someone too, but like, 
I just don't I don't know that that means we're stuck with them forever <laughs> yeah no and I, I can definitely agree and I'm sorry that I should have just no. made it short and said that but yeah I, no, I, I like agree. what you said um yeah I don't know if but you know what though and and this is just maybe me and because this is how I feel about relationships anyway I don't feel like you're stuck with anyone forever um yeah you know my wife and I and you know a lot of people even within polyamory kind of look at our connection strange because our vows were to be an integral part of each other's growth Mm. and we understand that that does not always mean that you're going to grow together yeah that's what we vow to each other what a beautiful relationship though like that is we have a great relationship that's what is I think Honestly, it's funny, some of the terms you use today, I'm going to steal. But like, I like how you said, like, polyamorous heart, I feel like the same way, like, because even I have a hard time, even with the people, if I were to pick between some of the people I dated this year, like, that was always my problem. Like, well, I always feel like I would leave for someone, like, I love more than I always love more than one people at a time. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just being called a Libra, really. Mm No, no, I mean, I get (laughs) that. I get that. I definitely get that. Um, but I think my Gemini moon helps with that. I'm a yes, that's sun. right. I'm going to say I'm a Taurus sun and a Gemini moon. So I think that definitely helps to where, you know, I, um, I always say, like, I, I always call myself the seven of cups because, like, I'm literally sitting there. I mean, you know, and I know the traditional yeah. meaning of those, but um, I am able to compartmentalize relationships and also you know it's it's to where I'm pouring I'm pouring from multiple cups so it's not one cup that I'm pouring into everyone else um I'm pouring from you know my own Mm. multiple cups and so you know and and that's why I was saying earlier that I think that it's fair for you to 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 realize that you have a monogamous heart yeah because that's not fair to someone if you are going into a polyamorous relationship and you have a monogamous heart yeah they're going to get parts of you they're not going to get the full of you because you know a lot of people go into it with the mindset of oh I need to go here because I'm not getting something from Mm. here and it's not oh no I just want my own relationship with this person and I'm going to show up as me right yeah um I love that what's your do where's what's your venus placement do you know I'm always curious. You're like, I'm looking it up. No. Well, because this what's, is where. What's the bullet that I have it in my phone? That's why I'm looking. I know. That's okay. I just, because I have kind of a theory. I love, I my, I formerly known as twin, you know, as a Gemini moon, yes. but he's an Aquarius Venus. And that's why I think, I don't think he, I think he has oh. a polyamorous heart. Like, I just don't okay. think he'll ever be able to be with one person. I think mm. he's always going to love a lot of people. No, I get that. You know what? I know that my Venus is another uh, Earth. Um, is that well? That that that's probably why you. But that's probably why it's more polyamory, where you're in all these com, like committed really, not all these, but you know they're committed no, I, relationships. I understand what you're saying because you're grounded. Uh, Virgo. Yeah, my that makes sense. Because you're yeah. so detailed. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Too. <laughs> like I had to look at it, but yeah, yeah. So like, where does that leave you for like like? You already are. So you have this guy who's driven you crazy, but helped you heal. And then you have your (laughs) wife that you love. Like, are you still open to more relationships to her at this point? Do you like, do you get to a point where you're like, my, I am full up right now. So yeah, there's a such thing that's called us, um, polysaturation, right? (laughs) So when you're doing, some people can have, you know, and, and of course, each one of your relationships has different involvement, right? Um, yeah. So you can definitely have someone that you see once a month or once a week or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, my preference is to have two partners that I completely give, you know, myself, my time to. Yeah. That's what I like. That's what works best for me. Um, I've tried to have more than two. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say I forget about this relationship, but if I'm being honest with myself, I know the amount of involvement that I want in my relationships. Yeah. And I think it definitely, it works well for me. Um, You know, when I talk to people about, you know, my brand, my brand of polyamory, you know, a lot of it has to do all of it. I can't even say a lot of it. 
98% of it has to do with your partners yeah. because, you know, like I'm, I'm married to a person who does not require lots of attention. Mm-hmm. So, you know, outside of work and, you know, my own, um, ventures and other relationships, that relationship is not being neglected because she does not require, like she just doesn't need a lot of attention. Yeah. Right. And so if I were to go, you know, spend a week with someone else, she would feel absolutely no way. She probably quite as kept. She probably would have a party of herself. <laughs> she I would have a one person party and yeah. just be here, you know, in her underwear, uh, listening to Oh, records off the show. I am the same way, so I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. She's a Capricorn. So yeah, I think that helps too with uh, watching the way she does. Um, but yeah, you know, and so I definitely think that that's a bit. Not even think. I know that's a big part. You have to know what your poly saturation is. Yeah, and you know, like I said, some people that's fine. You know, if if it's a once a week thing or once a month thing, and you know, that's just your connection. That's completely fine. But me personally, if it were up to me, if I could wave a magic wand and make my perfect world we would just all live in one big house today so, <laughs> I love oh it. it's so, so yeah. funny but it takes really you really it's that's indicative of the fact that you know who you are and you feel really confident yeah. and solid with yourself because yeah, it's definitely. there's no measuring or it just is and that's love in its purest form so that's admirable well you know communication that's yeah. a good thing too because you know yeah things come up and you have questions and you know as a person you fill in the blanks if you don't know something, you're going to fill in the blank, right? And sometimes that blank is not the story that your mind has made up. And you go to that person and you say, well, here's a story that I came up with. And they're like, no, 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 that wasn't the story. But yeah, I think, you know, um, communication that's early, that's often that's happening in real time. So you don't build up that resentment. Yeah, Um, that's worth a lot. Yeah. Well, I just love you to pieces, Brie. Like seriously, I'm glad we got to catch up, catch up, ah, catch up for an hour. Some of my clients, I mean, I love most of my clients, but some of my one-on-one clients, and you're definitely one of them, where I have my little 11 minute window, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could talk to you all day. Like I definitely feel that way about you. So I'm glad we got to talk on here. Yay! No, thank you. I definitely appreciate this. This was great. I know. Well, have a great rest of your night. I love you. You too. Right. You don't text them. No, I, I, don't even, I, don't even, I don't even have anyone not to text anymore. I'm just, okay. everybody's on mute. I'm just blowing everyone off free. Okay. That's just where okay. I'm at. But, but look like, at where your energy's been since. Yeah. Not to try to, but yeah, like. I know. Girl, because when I say, and I'm not, not sorry. I'm oh, go. Last thing I say, but this is, this, that reading I had with you where I literally said, Ange verbatim I'm not I'm not trying to pump your head up I'm not lying to you when I say it was verb and I'm not saying that you are not you know accurate in what you were talking about before but like now like your spiritual gifts have just been amplified in my opinion I I agree like in this period of celibacy for me in the past couple months they mm -hmm. have been isn't that wild like I was giving I think that as women too like we don't realize how much of that sexual healing energy is the gifts within it when I was just sharing it with the wrong people mm-hmm. and I get that and if it's being abused then you know yeah. you know but yeah definitely like I when when we had that phone call I was like is Angel on this call like how does she know <laughs> like yeah I'm sorry that just that that threw me and I was quiet for so long it made him be like are you still there I'm like oh yeah 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 um I just heard this before. <laughs> I love it. I love that's why it was so funny. I don't know if you li- listened in the first couple episodes of the podcast, but like the first one where my mom said she thinks I just tell all of you guys what you want to hear, and I was like, no, no it's wild. No. I don't even know. But that's why I don't remember some. Okay, wait. Some of the funniest ones are people telling me like I um. So on the podcast episode I did with um Scorpio Starseed Tarot Jill, yeah. she's like telling me about this past life that I told her that you know like I get the guy shot her or something. I don't know. And she's talking mm. to me about, and I had a flashback of the. I didn't remember this. But I was like, that was the Dick Tracy life. <laughs> Like, and I remember being like, it's so stupid. It was like her life was like Dick Tracy, like the old movie. And um, why I was like, why do you literally you guys are paying me to tell you these weird stories? But she's like, no, that resonated so hard. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, 
<laughs> okay, whatever. I'm like, I'm gonna let it go. I'm getting goosebumps on my arms now because it was just, it was just crazy. It's, yeah, it's beautiful um, work, and that's why the shamanic retreats yeah. that I go to when we just when there's 20 of us all doing this work in mm. rounds, like you, it's undeniable. Spirit is undeniable, mm. and um, it's such a love. It really is a loving, generous, healing universe. So I wish you were in Atlanta. I know. Goodness I know. Just or just move to Green Bay. I'm just kidding. It's um, hey. I mean, I've been in the cold before. I'm from. <laughs> Ohio, so it is what it is. No, you can tell right, you're I'm a mid, Midwestern girl at heart. Oh yeah, definitely. I think too. Cause wait, I think one day you said like oh or something, and I remember on your live, and I was like, wait a minute, but that's what made me ask where you live. Cause I was like, hold on, I, I haven't yeah. heard oh in so long. Cause you know we say oh for everything. You're moving out of the way. Oh oh, or you drop. Yes. <laughs> well, and I, I grew up in Milwaukee, um, which so I'm just used to. Green Bay is very. Um, I don't know. It's just very like everybody is like straight, white, and conservative. And I grew up in a, in in a in a community in Milwaukee that was more very diverse, and there was just a lot of everything. So like, I'm still. I think that's why I like. I feel since I moved up here, I found my TikTok family. So it's like, oh my god, thank God that I get to have like friends that are all not exactly just like me because i think mm-hmm. one of the not, now that i'm entering on even though we said our goodbyes but one time so at the my church in milwaukee we had a guest pastor so we partnered with one of the more inner city churches and the guest pastor came and she said something to us too like look in your phone at the five people that you talk to the most on a daily basis okay, okay? and she was like if they all like look like you grew up in the same place as you date the same types of people as you and like you know have the same spiritual beliefs have that then you are doing yourself a disservice like the best thing you can do is get yourself in a community and i mean not to say our tiktok community is very like-minded in the spiritual sense but that's why i love our lives because if you look at the different readings we do on people um there are just people from all walks of life with very there are rednecks there are are like devout lesbian couples like there are there's like everything there's literally every race there's every culture there's every and i i don't get that here in green bay anymore so i like that i get that on tiktok you know no, I understand that. Yeah, I definitely um, appreciate that. That's all typically when I'm at work and I have my little AirPod. I'm just like, okay. I was like, I feel like I'm eavesdropping into these people's lives, but they came here. This is voluntary. <laughs> well, and you know, we all learn so much in hearing other people's stories. Like we really do. So Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for sharing yours today, Bree. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye.